Welcome to the Chef Boyardee podcast, where we're going to talk about anything we want to, and it doesn't matter what you think. I just had the lawnmower guy bother me for an hour straight, basically, and I'm really mad. Today, we have a special guest, but I'll get to that in a second, because for now, I'm going to introduce you to my friend Robert. Robert, say hi. Hello. It's your boy. It's your boy. And who else do we have with us? My name, Joan. My name, Joan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, that's it, Joan. That's it. His name is J O N E. The Joe, because the Joe's not here. Yes, so it, I gotta for the is, for the sake of this, my name is Joan. It's integral yeah. to the part of the podcast to have another J O name. So we have <laughs> brought in Joan. Yeah, yeah, the Joan. Yeah, when, last time when we said that I died, the truth is Joey died. Joey's actually the one who died. So it'll yeah. be John from now on. Um, so it's oh. the John Miro podcast. I got big <laughs> shoes to fill. Um, in reality, I don't. Joey is driving back uh, home from a trip right now, so he'll be with us on the next episode. Uh, but who cares? So, in place <laughs> of Joey, we're gonna have John talk. John, do you have a topic at all? Wait, 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 what? real quick. Sorry, John. Have you just a few questions, just to make sure you can fill these shoes? Um, how do you feel about the color green? I'm not a stagehand. Um, you're not a stagehand. I, I, I like green. Green's oh. my favorite color, so you, I actually fit the bill on that pretty good. How do you feel about the holiday we know as Halloween? Oh, geez, Luigi's how Mansion is not the best horror game. Uh, <laughs> I I don't mind Halloween. I think I think uh, Christmas is probably my favorite though. What do you think about Switchblades? This is a poor start for the record. Oh, <laughs> I do not have a butterfly knife. It, 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 it's not a switchblade. <laughs> I've right. seen it. I cracked my knuckles on it. John, you're, you're witness. Oh, for three so far. Oh, for three. His Last... favorite color is green. My favorite <laughs> color is green. How is that a negative? Hey, moving on. Last question here. Have you ever ordered something from Amazon and not received it? No. <sighs> A, you're not as good as Joey. B, you're a liar. I don't believe you for a second. I don't really order anything from Amazon. Have you ever had, have you ever ordered anything and had it not delivered to you? I mean, it eventually showed up. I never really watched it like super hard. (laughs) Oh, look at you, Mr. Positive. I'm a buying store person. Dude, just like with all my anime stuff, I like go there and I like got to see it. I got to see it. There's something about it. You know, I forgot that. to have you introduce yourself and talk about who you are besides, you know, being Joan. <laughs> um, but I think this little questionnaire that Robert has conducted has served to, served that purpose. So we'll um, just get into it. John, <laughs> for God's sake, do you have a topic? I, I do have a topic. So uh, I, I'm going to do like an intro for the topic. So I... I read this light novel once that was in the manga section at one of the stores that I buy anime and stuff from. And there was this light novel that looked interesting. It had like kind of mechs on it and stuff. I'm also kind of a sucker for romance stuff a little bit too. So it had like a girl and a guy on it and it had mechs and stuff. And I was like, well, it's got war. It's got, it looks like it's got something going on romantic there maybe. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we're going to knock out two birds with one stone. (laughs) And so I picked it up and I ended up reading it and really liking it. And then this, like now that it's spring, they're coming out with the anime for it. 
And so my topic is things like books and stuff like that becoming movies. And like, is there any that you guys have ever been excited for or like that you guys have enjoyed? Like basically anything that we know or it's been ruined, et cetera, et cetera, hmm. uh, when stuff like that. So that's my topic because that's like my recent thing is a lot of the new anime that I've been watching this season and even in the winter season was like a manga that I read <laughs> online for free. And I was just like, oh my gosh, these are like my babies now. Like <laughs> I've watched these grow up and mature into adulthood. And now it's just like, they're over almost like one of them I know ended for sure. And I'm like devastated, but well, yeah. real, real quick. Um, can you explain what a light novel is? Did you call it a light novel? Or yeah, what was that's what it? I called it. Yeah, yeah what light is it? novel. So uh, I don't really know the exact definition, to be honest, but it's basically just words. I mean, it's like it's a novel, <laughs> but it's like it's like a shorter. So think of like 200, 300 pages, maybe. Oh, OK. And yeah, it's just like the whole story's written out versus like a lot of people think uh, anime is like from manga, you know, or whatever. Mm. And that's not true. hundred percent. Like a lot of them nowadays are from light novels. I'm pretty sure that time I got reincarnated as a slime. If anybody's seen that, uh, that is from a light novel. And, and there's a lot of big ones nowadays that are, but yeah. So cool. Letting you in on the insight there. Um, you like that? Uh, Michael, I have one. Uh, if you don't mind me starting with this, cause I think we've all read this book probably when we were little, please, by all means continue. I'm sure you guys remember the Percy Jackson series. Oh, yeah. What a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, there's no way you're going to finish this and be like, I loved, loved <laughs> that movie. It was so good. Dude, Dude. I remember reading that because like, it was around that time where I think maybe I was just starting to read stuff about Greek mythology in school. And so I was really starting to get like interested in it. And then these books came out and, you know, like I'm around the hero's age and I'm like, oh, I can relate with this story mm-hmm. and I'm reading it and whatnot. It's, it's great writing for a, well, at least from what I remember, maybe it's terrible. Who knows? But for my, I mean, I thought it was pretty good too. For my little mind back then, I was like, this is astounding. All the things I like. And when I heard that they were going to turn it into a movie, I was like ecstatic. And then I go in and then like so much stuff was changed. Like, little children smaller than I was at the time were disappointed with the way the film went. And I just don't know how they messed it up on that level. Like so much stuff that was just so integral to the story. It's just like, what? Mm-hmm. So. Well, even the writer, like I think commented on stuff. Cause they're, ma- I think they're making a TV show. Oh my God. Some- something. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's like helping with it though. I think if I, my sources are right. Which is my roommate. My roommate is my source for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, he's got me covered on a lot of things. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, I think that he's actually like Rick Riordan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's helping with the series or whatever, I think, is what I've heard. So maybe it won't be hot garbage. Oh, okay. So when you said writer, I thought you were talking about like the, the script writer for the movie. And I was like, my heart oh, just no. like... that no. actual author my bad <laughs> they're really driving this series into the ground they're going out of their <laughs> man you thought that was bad you should look at this yeah. man 
yeah that's like the biggest that's like the first thing that popped in my head like what about you michael um you know when i think of adaptations in general my mind normally goes to uh i'd say video games to movies and tv shows just because that Mm. sort of adaptation is becoming more and more popular it feels like every other week there's some new game adaptation that's announced or coming out and so like for example there's a resident evil movie coming out this year and it's a reboot of the resident evil movies that have been coming out um (laughs) starring mila jovovich um and this new reboot's going to be sort of uh, a lot closer with the games um and i think that's a response to how upset people were by um those other reboot movies and it felt like there was a trend. I'm just kind of going off on a tangent here. I'm just going to prepare. Keep going, going, man. There was a trend in like the 90s-ish, early 2000s, where people in the film industry were like, man, you know those video game things? They're making a lot of money. Oh, we should yeah. do something with that. And they just didn't care how it got made. Lord of the Rings was one of the huge ones. Star Wars also. They were like everywhere. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Well, so like the well, so you have the newer Lord of the Rings games, but they had like some of the original ones that came out on like PlayStation One. Oh yeah, like, like around that era, the PlayStation One and like that stuff, and PS Two also has a lot of movie-driven titles as well. I think you're definitely nailing it on the head. Yeah, well, it went both ways for sure. Um, I was more referring to um, the reverse, where we got like a doom movie and there was a hitman movie in uh the 2010s yeah like then the red there was the resident evil movies and mortal Kombat um as a little bit weirder of a tie to its movies but that was the general idea and then it felt like we kind of got away from that we we take took a step back because i think people realized that video game movies were really hard to do yeah Mm -hmm. but then uh sonic the hedgehog came out Mm. in 2019 2020 2020? yeah yeah it was a 2020 movie that's so weird it's just the pandemic happened it's been five years since that started right yeah um (laughs) so i was a little boy yeah exactly um so sonic came out and it just feels like it's like okay movie video game adaptations are good again they were bad they were really bad but now they're good they're always going to be good so let's just do them let's do more of them so now Mm -hmm. there's um they're making an hbo series for the last of us there's a twisted metal series coming out um tom holland's going to star in an uncharted movie um resident evil thing um so you bring up re or uh, adaptations and like it's actually a really interesting time for video game movie adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I if I had to pinpoint one that I really connect with or think of when you talk about adaptations, hmm, I want to talk about <laughs> real briefly because I don't know too much about it. The Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Um, if you guys are at all I familiar, I was ready for that. Uh, as you're all familiar, <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you guys familiar? I'm not. This? Is that the I'm one actually... with like the dinosaurs? Oh yeah, of course. Oh my god, yeah, Obviously. I that. I've never seen it. So like, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, sure people say it's got garbage too. So like, something I think that's really interesting with manga to anime adaptations 
um, is it it feels like there's more of an opportunity there to stay close to the source material because mm. the mediums that those uh, stories are told are not all that different. Um, so manga it has the drawings and everything, and then you put that into a, an anime, and it's just a manga but in motion essentially. Yeah, yeah that's um, a good point. So it gives you a lot of opportunity to recreate frames. I know with Attack on Titan, um, I see p- people doing lots of uh, comparison Comparison's shots. Well, they'll have mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. They'll have the the pictures of the anime and then or the pictures from the manga next to the anime yeah and you can kind of see that it was really important to the people who uh made the anime to stick close to the source material and recreate some shots like that um but like you get over to (laughs) the super mario rose movie and (laughs) you can't really do that there's not much of a story to mario especially at that point in time so i Uh You know, I can tell they tried. I just don't know. I I feel like the movie's not that horrible. It's just mm. horrible as an adaptation. <laughs> uh, versus, um, I'm just gonna go save Peach. Yeah, but like, yeah, I think Bowser's like a a crime like gang lord or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's Yakuza. like all yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, so like I mean, I think, sorry, you go ahead. Uh, well, I'm gonna change. The, I'm gonna derail, like kind of derail us, but also not derail us. Uh, another sort, like so we're talking about manga adaptations. Like technically, every single comic book movie is an adaptation from the yeah, source material. That's true, and that stuff like blew up, as we all know, with the Marvel and DC too, I guess. But um. And, like, I wonder how many of those, I mean, I guess some comics were, like, one-off, like, you know, spin-off things, like, so, so Spider-Man isn't always, like, super canon or whatever. It has, like, the weird rescue on whatever, I don't know. I didn't ever read But Uncle Ben before. always dies. Yeah, we know that. We know his origin story. We've seen it, many, like, three so, or four times now. I, I say that jokingly, but I think that there's some truth to that technique. I think that when you are converting source material into a different medium or retelling the story in any, any sort of way, I think you have to stick to some sort of main rising tension or some sort of main character development theme or idea. Otherwise, I don't think the audience will buy into the character or the story that's being told. I think that's why mm-hmm. Uncle Ben gets killed every single time is because character. that is like, you know, yeah, that's his character development. That's what sparks him to move forward and become a hero. And that, that's like his arc, the beginning. And if you have a Spider-Man that doesn't have that, I, you know, even though it's a little bit of a meme now, I feel like people are going to be like, oh, this is not really Spider-Man. Um, yeah, whereas I gotcha. Like, there's like a bunch of other superheroes, you know, there are iconic things that go along with them. Like the Hulk is big and green. If you had a, a really skinny, like plastic man type of Hulk, everyone would be like, what are you doing with this story? <laughs> so where's this going? Yeah. So I, I feel like there has to be, I think that people can get away with some big changes uh, as long as something integral remains true to the source material. Cause I think that people get it. I think it also depends on whether or not people read the source material or watched it or oh, played yeah. it first. Um, 
because I know that was like a big thing with uh, like a lot of people that are coming up with Star Wars. You know, it's three different generations for each different trilogy. So each generation has a different perspective on the new series and then the, the newest mm. series. And so, yeah. you know, some people start off with the newest stuff. They go back and like, oh, this is garbage. Uh, and then people yeah. who watch the old stuff watch the new stuff and then they say the exact same thing. Oh, this is garbage. So, and I think that's because there's a little bit of stuff that's lost along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, even, so like you're talking about Star Wars, not like think about the older generations read comic books more, but now that the movies mm-hmm. came out, they're like, how true did this stay with this character? Like how true, and those things change through those mediums. And it, that's why I would, oh, man, I just thought this was such a good topic because it's like so many things are just ideas translated from one to like one medium to another, to another, to another, basically wherever they can make money out of an idea, they're going to try to do it, which is why I'm always like, I want new things. Yeah. I want new stories. I don't want to hear the same thing again. Uh, though I'm okay with the manga to anime thing. Cause most of the time, uh, since I think there was a point in time where the anime community kind of got fed up with studios like once a studio deviates from that the manga like the source material they get upset like Mm. now it's like literally noticeable and they're just like you skipped like a really important part like to us as fans and we're gonna like let you know Mm. uh i think something like that just happened with the promised neverland season i was i was actually gonna bring that up i'm glad you said that because the second season i two of my friends that have watched it uh, that recommended the show to me. They were like, you got to watch season one when it first came out. And I watched it and I loved it. And mm. then they were like, don't watch season two. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, like this show had such a strong start. It's it's hype. Oh, it was very good. I don't know if but you've go watch seen it, it Michael, um, or not, <laughs> but um, The Promise Neverland season one is fantastic. I saw the first episode. I watched it with uh, John and oh, yeah, Joey and another friend of ours. Um, and I don't know. It didn't. It didn't really do it for me. I felt like I knew the direction it was going to head, mm. just in terms of like. I don't know. It just felt like it didn't do anything to surprise me. Um, I'm sure it's very good. I'm sure <laughs> it's a very good show. You know, put down your pitchforks, but like, I don't know. It, <laughs> I I just a show i want a show to sell me you know and i i there's a lot of things to do and watch and play and it's just like when i watch a show and i walk away being like all right that was interesting i guess like i don't know i I, it didn't pull me in but uh yeah i keep talking about your garbage show or whatever i don't care (laughs) yeah teach Mm. their own (laughs) yeah i mean i guess yeah well you funny you mentioned uh you guys were talking about how like deviations uh, anger bases uh I, i'm sure you guys all watched game of thrones right oh yeah i don't yeah. think john has oh. one episode wait you've seen one episode <laughs> i've seen the first episode oh man <laughs> yeah i dude anime hooked me and then live action didn't make sense it, <laughs> it, 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 it's just a whole and i can i was literally thinking whenever he's telling like talking about getting hooked i was like I don't know if he knows this, but since I watch so much, most of the time I can kind of predict when, what characters are going to say. Mm. And I'll like, they'll be like, hi. And I'll be like, hi, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, continue with Game of Thrones talk. I'll, yeah, whatever. 
John's like, yeah, you keep talking about your garbage show or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly what Michael said. Well, I just because Get out of here. I'm sure everyone that's listening knows about like the the season eight debacle um, that like they just completely dropped the ball. Well, you know, I've, I've got to say that that's less of a they didn't adapt the the books. It's more of a they just condensed them. <laughs> yeah, they drastically <laughs> like. <laughs> hundreds of pages of uh story condensed into a few episodes <laughs> like ah, is, we're, we're just gonna skim through this portion right here we're just gonna keep going <laughs> you guys yeah, know he... that big thing that we've been trying to plan for like i don't know seven years we're just, 10 minutes it's that's been it. wrapped it's all... up now <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay we need to get to a place where we know daenerys is bad well what if we just say she's bad <laughs> we did it you're a visionary yeah <laughs> i like to think like all the people in the boardroom just stand up start clapping like they're just like ecstatic about this idea the theme music starts playing <laughs> oh my god it's beautiful it's beautiful it's amazing oh man meanwhile they got paid like 15 million dollars <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh see that's what i i think the budget to like you never know what a show's gonna put out or like a movie. You never know what you're gonna get at the box office or watch ratings or anything. Even if you've had a good like audience base, you could lose all that. And so like the fact that they put so much money into filmmaking and stuff like that. I mean, it's good, but you can never predict the outcome. It's like it's kinda like gambling, I think. Yeah. No, I can see that. Definitely. Unless you're like Marvel people and you have dedicated fans that like you know you're gonna like you look at in game and all those stuff like those things were i mean setting records you know yeah I hold on way I... off from the original topic no that's okay <laughs> hold on i might have made a fantastic discovery one second oh fantastic um, discovery not quite discovery. okay so discovery. i just never mind <laughs> no you gotta tell I us now go this is Say it i might have a serious illness um so I think I started the podcast almost exactly on the dot of four o'clock central time. I was eight seconds. Uh, oh, early. my gosh. <laughs> I was just looking at the clock and I was like, okay, we're 22 minutes in and it is or we're 21 minutes in and it is 421. He's a master of his craft. 22 minutes and nine seconds. Uh, it turned to 422. So. If this is the kind of uh, riveting conversation you came to this podcast for, I'm glad to make you happy. I'm I'm glad I can do this for you. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Game of Thrones could have that show's just so frustrating. Can we can we talk about it for a second? Yeah, just absolutely. A second. Go for it. I really could care less about what you think, John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not Joey. You're dead to me. Um, oh. uh, it. it it just could have been so great and it was great. I think that's the thing that sucks about it is it was great. Um, and then it wasn't. That's really all I have to say. <laughs> Robert, you're supposed to hold up the conversation. What are you doing? What? <laughs> what do you mean? What? Well, I'm thinking I, my mind got kind of lost on a thought. I was trying, so I was thinking back to when I first started watching Game of Thrones, and like a lot wrong. of people 
talk about the like the the fan experience when it comes to Marvel stuff. And I just remember like the the one time that I actually feel like I got swept up in that experience was with Game of Thrones around like season three, season four. There's like this big thing that was happening on Reddit. I remember like these people built this statue. Uh, I think it was down in Australia or New Zealand. Can't remember which country. It was like of Joffrey, and they were like they scheduled it out, and they had like this video that was live streaming, and they had a bunch of people come and like break down the statue, like tear it down, um, and it went wow. along with like the the episode that's coming out. It was ridiculous. It was insane. Like how much money people put into this, and um, I remember I, like I was watching the live stream and being part of the discussions online. Um, and it was just such a cool experience. I usually like, don't get like, uh, I don't know. I, I try not to get like swept up in that stuff because of disappointment and lo and behold, season eight or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, wait for it. Yeah, no, wait like, for it. Little did Robert know. Um, his world will change forever. <laughs> John. It, it was so good. And then it just, Michael. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go targeting ahead. Me? Robert, I cut you off. Hardcore. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it's whatever. <laughs> um i was just gonna ask john if you had anything like that um where you really enjoyed it and then it really let you down um i know you you were kind of starting to talk about marvel before um i had some s- serious brain malfunction um and i know you really used to like marvel um and then eventually just stopped going to see those movies and enjoying that content is mm. that an example of something like that for you or is that uh, something else i i just kind of got like i felt like they had like a they had an equation that the yeah. formula if you will that they followed and i was like you know i'm kind of over that and i just that that wasn't i don't think that's because the content was say bad i think that was me as a, as an audience member like there were things that i started witnessing that I was like, man, I kind of like this more. So you have, I think most of those kind of follow a set thing most of the time. Uh, but then that's why I'm wondering when I got into anime, it was like, boom, everything is not like Western civilization is like how they write stories is way different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, un, I mean, it's something I'm not used to. They try a lot of different things. And I think I got hooked on that and I got pulled away from the, uh, and I think I was just in it a lot. Like, it was everywhere. I think I just kind of got overloaded with the same thing. That's totally fair. In terms I, I, of being let down by things, there's definitely things. But I'm trying I'm trying to remember an exact anime. But I've definitely felt that way, where I was just like, man, this is so hype. And then the end was like, nah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, that's totally fair um, as far as Marvel goes. It's like, like I can't think of a better reason to stop watching Marvel content than being tired by the uh, slop. <laughs> you know, I love Marvel stuff, but I will call it <laughs> the slop, slop, the slop they put out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, Soup's on. <laughs> yeah, it really it really feels that way. It it feels mm-hmm. like soup's on. It's like, okay, here here you go. I know you've been hungry for soup for a long time, so here's your soup. I made it, and it's the same recipe mm-hmm. as last time. Um, I will say that they've done a lot to change that formula mm-hmm. recently um, with WandaVision. I think WandaVision is a really fantastic show that goes different places. But even then, it still has that DNA in there that feels, <laughs> You've got you know, like blood in you. Yeah, it feels like yeah. I'm watching Ant-Man again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, get big and then get small, please. 
<laughs> that's what it is. That's what it feels like. And uh, I gotcha. I, I think they just you... also have the money to like. They use a lot of similar things. Maybe even shots. I don't know. Film wise, like maybe in like style wise, they are like try to keep it all central, like similar. Like I mean, they have TV shows. Marvel does, and even those, I'm just like you know, kind of feels the same. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, and I, I I go to that content for different things to experience you know other stuff i don't get caught up i'm gonna say i don't get caught up in the action as much as i do like if the action is like like really i feel like it's driven by emotional things then i'm in it mm-hmm. uh which is why anime gets me but i'm a feeler i can't think of a better example of um emotional action than uh, anime uh, prime example dragon ball z that's a joke i'm not serious yeah the exact opposite (laughs) hey i'm gonna beat some guys up goku's like yeah man yeah Yeah, man yeah i'm not strong enough to beat up those guys but now i am strong enough to beat those guys up (laughs) (laughs) uh not all anime. I never said all anime. I anime. know, I know. I'm just messing around. Anime is good, except for when it isn't is good. It? <laughs> yeah. Which is also very common. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what medium doesn't have good things and bad things? You know, yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a storytelling thing. I mean, that's I mean, like you know, if we were to browse through, if we were like to scrape the bottom of the barrel of TV shows, there would be so many that we've never heard of. And oh, that's kind of sure. like you know. Oh yeah, like one the the ones that are like low budget, like we unless you go specifically looking for them. Yeah, you'll like never find them. And that's yeah, like I guess you're right. You know, like anime, there it's like the same thing. You know, there's tons of shows that use like the same ridiculous tropes or yeah. like archetypes. And it's uh-huh. like it's just like okay, yeah. and but that's like the same with some TV shows. There's gonna be a, like the the football star who goes out there and saves the day, who beats yeah, up who the dates, bad guy. Yeah, who like, da- who like falls in love with the uh, <laughs> like the quiet girl. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's uh, like oh man, she took off her glasses, and it's like oh my god, and look at her now, she's <laughs> ten. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, you're right. Gotta gotta love the archetypes of Hollywood. Yeah. So oh, adaptations are doomed to fail. Is that how we can summarize? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say all of them. I'm gonna say that 86, the one that's currently coming out that I'm watching, is really good. Uh, I think it. Well, since it's a light novel, it can stick to kind of like what they say easier. I think. I don't know. Yeah. It. It's all about making, like, I think if they looked at the final picture of everything and was like, like, what, like, how is this going to impact the audience versus how can we fit all this in? Yeah. Like, art, like, I think that would pay off better. But everything's financial now. Everything's mm-hmm. about money. So mm-hmm. I'll leave well, it right there. That's where I'll leave this ball. Real quick. Yeah. You guys can kick it wherever you want. One, one adaptation that I am hopeful for that I think you guys might enjoy is the Dune movie that's coming out. Oh my God. I'm super excited for that. I don't know anything about Dune, but I want to know everything about Dune. Dune, Dune. or Doom? Dune. Did I say oh, Doom? Okay. I have Doom on my brain at all times. Yeah. Sorry. Dune. So like the, I've seen the books. I have not read the books. 
I've always been tempted to buy them at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, they look cool, and apparently they're good. But I also have not read them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, we all think it looks by cool. next week. Yeah, by yeah. next week, uh, Robert and I are gonna at least gonna go buy the first copy because it's a trilogy. I'm pretty sure. I think. I think there's six books actually. So it's not. <laughs> about, we'll, we'll break it down. We'll each read two books and then okay. tell each other about those books so we can like Man, save some time. This, when did this become a book club? Uh, <laughs> it's going to become a book club. Just now, it was when it became a book club. The Dune <laughs> Book Club. <laughs> the Dune Book Club. And then Fantastic. we'll do a live watch along with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, all right. Is uh, you know, I I'm, I got to tell you, I'm kind of wanting to I'm kind of wanting to move on and talk about what I want to talk about. Tell us what you want to talk about, man. I want to talk about something more specific i need to get some dating advice not for me not for me Um, okay you with me yeah yeah i have a friend i will not say if you both know them or not but they've been struggling they don't know how to approach someone that they are interested in and have had conversations with. Um, they're a very shy individual. Um, and that's about where I, I want to leave it. I can fill in more details as we go, nothing to give anything away. Um, but they, they have feelings for someone they work with. And I want to know what you guys would do in a scenario or what you have done in a scenario where you're too scared to talk to someone and make that first step or what you've told others to do when they're too scared to make that first step. Robert, go. Oh, man, I'm first. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, well, I mean, if I, if you want me to give honest advice, I'd say don't date coworkers. I think that's not a smart decision. Um, just because there's like, someone made this example to me, and I thought it, it presented life in an interesting way. Um, I think that the way they said this is cool. There's three sections of life three thirds the first third of your life you spend asleep (laughs) you're just sleeping the second third of your life you spend at work and the third third of your life you spend in your free time now for most people you know when you're working you're not with your significant other or partner or i don't know you your, your buddy um And when you are spending a lot more time with someone, I think that that can lead to interesting areas of conflict. Because if there is potential for conflict at work, that could lead back into the free time part of your life. You know, if there's something that happens that's stressful at work and those people aren't prepared to handle it together, then even though it's not their fault, they may get angry at each other. I just feel like it's just better to be able to come home from work and you have like, you get a completely different perspective. If you're talking about something, if something is bothering you at work, you can talk to someone with an outside perspective who like values your opinion and your interests and wants to see you do the best. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be able to support you. But if they're a coworker, like coworkers are technically competitors in a way, and especially in some jobs. And you don't want like your partner to be your competitor. You want to be like a team. And so like some jobs, I feel like 
you know, there's teamwork involved. But other jobs, you know, maybe someone gets a raise and someone doesn't. That's conflict. Maybe, you know, someone isn't interested in the work or isn't as, as passionate about the work as the other. That's conflict. Um, I don't know. That's just where my mind went. Um, I, yeah, go for I it. Hop in here. Okay. I agree, but also disagree because I met my fiance when we were working, but I didn't always work in her field. So like I did audio stuff and she did the fabrication stuff, scenic fabrication stuff. And I would just help out every once in a while. So like, that's how her and I actually talked more. And once we spent that time together, then we were like, Hey, we want to spend more time together. And then we ended up hanging out outside of that. And, and I didn't work, like I said, I didn't work with her all the time. So that also kind of gives you like the space there that you were talking about, like that, like if you're talking about work all the time, then what really is your relationship Yeah, type of thing? Um, and I think that's what made that better. And then also now we do different things now. Uh, so, but that's how we started. I think initially just talking to them like somebody normally without and and this is how i've almost been in every relationship i've been in is i haven't like really put anybody up on a pedestal Mm -hmm. like and like seen them as like like man they're really attractive or they're like really outgoing i want to like i've never done that it's been like hey i really like talking to this person finding out who they are and then it just like leads and leads and leads and leads on I, i i don't think about the other stuff um but i mean that's if they're already talking to them that's already good enough because it'll show them who he like who they are i don't know if it's a he or she but uh so yeah that's how kind of i feel about the more that you talk about that like talk with that person the more conversations that you have the more is like revealed like both ways you know and then if it leads to more stuff it does that that's where like if you have an agenda going to that things it's really hard because if you're like i already know that i have a crush on this person you've put them up on that it's even if it's just a small step small pedestal it's like hard it's intimidating yeah Uh uh-huh yeah and that's what you're you're like wondering how to get over that absolutely I would so, say just keep having those comp like if they're having fun talking, just keep talking. Yeah, if I could add on to that real quick, um, I just try to make a new friend. I feel like that's mm-hmm. like that's just the biggest thing is like, can I be friends with this person? I completely agree with what you said there, John. Like, you know, if you go into this like I have a crush on this person or like I want to date this person, that's not really you know, that mindset is kind of destined to fail because it's like you're not really asking yourself like why you want to date this person. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, I'm attracted to this person. And, you know, you can be attracted to anyone. That's cool. You know, everyone is. Um, but it, may, it might not be a great match. And you're kind of, yeah. you know, you're setting yourself up for failure because you want to believe that it is a good match when it might not be. Um, mm-hmm. And if it is a good match, awesome. But if yeah. it's not, you know, that's just life. Mm-hmm. But like the more communication you have, the more... Like, the more you talk with them, the more you will find out who they are and they will find out who you are. The, uh, and the more people you'll talk to, the more you'll figure out who fits and who doesn't, you know? Literally, Mm -hmm. um, so one of my friends is, like, afraid to date people because they don't want to waste their time because they're already up, like, they think 
before 30s is old or whatever or even I, I think anybody can get married at any point in time i think somebody who's like 80 or 90 can even get married if they wanted to if they really found somebody that they could spend their time with you know Hell yeah um so that's kind of where i am on that whole thing like it doesn't matter like we're not on a set schedule we find who will make us feel whole or i mean and i might even be going too far even if they just want to date in general versus like actually spend their life with somebody uh it all starts from just talking and just having a good time and learning who each other is and then if they don't fit well guess what that you at least know one less person out there out of the 3.5 or 7 billion people whatever it won't work and i think that's just a good enough thing you know yeah whittling it down yeah, I, I think um, some tidbits of information I'd add in there, kind of uh, calling back to what Robert was talking about, is um, they these two people work together, um, but not really in close proximity to once another uh, that often. Occasionally, they will work closer together, but for the most part, they have uh, separate jobs um, at the same company um mm, okay so, so that's similar to what i was yeah yeah exactly exactly um so i think what i'd also add is i i feel like i've i've explained similar ideas to what you guys have to this person as far as uh not romanticizing this a, a potential relationship um this is only just this is one person out of the seven whatever eight billion people in the mm-hmm. world um and, uh, you know, losing or just figuring out one less person that you're meant to be with isn't such a bad thing. Um, yeah. So I guess the part that they're really struggling with is trying to trick themselves, I guess, into not being uh, as intimidated by these people. So like, how mm. would you trick yourself or convince yourself to not be nervous when it is such a mental game? Does that make sense? Yeah, I can kind of see what you mean by that. Um, Anybody a psychologist here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe this I is a... <laughs> I don't have that doctorate. If you're out there and you have a doctorate in psychology, uh, yeah, we'd love to here. We'll bring yeah. you on. <laughs> yeah. And we will not pay you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guarantee. <laughs> a few things in life are guaranteed. I'm not threatening you. I'm just letting you know. That's just the... We will not pay you. <laughs> um, but we would love your input. Maybe this answers your question, Michael. Maybe not. Um, but I think that self-esteem and confidence go a long ways. Um, I think that it is a lot of like how how do I present my authentic self to this person while also expressing interest? And and that should be like, that should be how you present yourself. Like if you are authentically interested in someone, you're like, people are sometimes thinking like, Oh, I don't want to mess this up or I don't want to it. I think it's easy to fall into that. But again, I think if you just go back to like, I just want to make a friend and like, if I can get along with this person, and if they like me, like if they actually like me, if they're a, a good friend, then they're a potential for a good match. Because if they, if you're just pretending in front of them, think about what that relationship would look like. If it became a relationship, you'd just be pretending in the relationship. Or mm-hmm. the other way around, 
like, you know, there's this idea that if someone rejects you, it's like they're rejecting you as a person. That's not really true. They're just, they're just, just not a good match. And they're actually doing you a favor because they're letting you know, like, hey, we're not a good match. Imagine if they said, yes, let's date, but they actually didn't like you at all. That would be horrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Invest, like you get invested and then you're in it and then. Exactly. You get shattered. And like, so yeah. when people reject, like rejection is such a scary thing because people take it very personal. I know I'm not saying this as if like I'm on some pillar. I have been scared of this for, you know, for so long. Oh, everybody has. Been. Yeah. But I think over time, if, if we can start reframing it as like, this person is doing me a favor and you need it just, you know, move on. The relationship that you have with that person can stay the same. Maybe it grows over time. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it fades away. You know, we encounter so many people in our lives and uh, some people stay, some people leave. The more willing you are to accept more people into your life, the more possibility you have to make more friends and possibly relationships. And, you know, if, if you're just authentic to yourself and you're looking for people who fully accept you, you're going to find that person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to work. Yeah. Be true so, to yourself. Yeah, 100% be true to yourself. Um, on a more literal level, um, how would someone go? So let's let's say that they're, they're at this stage now where they're, they are friends with this person. Um, and they feel comfortable with them and they feel like... You know, this person sees them as a friend and conversations are going well. How would you progress that then into being something um, more than just a friendship? Is that as simple as uh, asking if someone wants to hang out? Like in in today times, um, how do people go about something like that? And John, that might be something, a question more suited for you yeah. since it seems your situations were uh, fairly similar in some ways yeah. at least. I was literally like before you said <laughs> uh, before you were like instead of like something that's not as simple or is it as simple as saying do you want to hang out hundred percent hundred thousand percent I didn't even ask she asked me <laughs> if I wanted to go play pool or something and I was just like yeah let's go and so we went and we spent a lot of time together and then I was like back at her apartment the next day and then so on and so forth you know from there that's cute um adorable yeah so it's that's why i say that it's like it's all about that time that you have with somebody and like learning who they are and if they're already friends i mean good for them literally just be like do you want to spend more time that's not like in this like if they're i was gonna say hellhole if they don't enjoy where they're working uh but yeah so like if they enjoy that time while they're at work i'm I'm sure that they would probably enjoy that time not there, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, that's scary, but I mean, I'm, how can you not be nervous doing stuff like that? You don't even know that person very well. I remember being nervous. I mean, it's a natural thing. Like you're like, are we going to have things to talk about? But if you don't, you don't go out again. If you do, you come back the next day and then you end up getting married like two years later. So, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> up in the air there. Yeah. It sounds um, like you're speaking from experience. No, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about, but yeah, you know, it's a uh, good, good will come of it either way, depending on how you perceive it. You know, I think that's a really positive way to, to look out on it. Robert, is We're there anything you positivity. 
<laughs> um, Robert, is there anything you want to you want to add before we move on? I, th- I think that covers um, about what I was looking for. Um, but yeah, I just want to make sure you have you don't have anything else to add. Maybe one more thing. If the person says yes to hanging out, I would maybe keep it pretty simple and plan maybe something afterwards for yourself. So even if it doesn't go well, you have something positive to look forward to. Um, and then also, if it doesn't go well, like remind yourself, this person is someone who wanted to hang out with me. We can still be friends. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to lose that friendship just because one date went wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say plan something else afterwards so you have an excuse if it doesn't go well. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, if, but, if that's what uh, you need, then maybe you shouldn't go on a date with them. <laughs> yeah. And you got to be I, – I, I, to add to his adding to my thing, to adding is that – if you if it doesn't work out always be prepared to have the real conversation of hey i don't want things to be weird between us because we're still going to see each other um because those those weird conversations literally are like life or death things like they will help you so much if you just get through it and just it's like presenting at school or something yeah it, it like it'll eat you up eat you up but then once you do it you feel you're way better for it. And also to add to this, I'm going to end it on this note. I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> you, you, you cute. You got this. Whoever you are. Go get him, Tiger. Okay. There you go. What if the person <laughs> we're talking about is a serial killer? Are they that cute then? Uh, <sighs> Until they I... prove me otherwise. <laughs> 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 Whatever, man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, uh, hey, I'm just out here building. Co- I'm just out here building confidence. That's all I'm doing. We want to be the first podcast to state that we don't support serial killers. We just you know, uh, not financially, at least <laughs> not emotionally either. Never, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um you're welcome so if you're a psychiatrist therapist um or a serial <laughs> killer we will not pay you um <laughs> and there's a pretty good chance we don't like you either um what's wrong with psychiatrists <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with serial killers a lot of things that's why they need a psychiatrist <laughs> hey well we could just bring them both on here we'll have a serial killer a psychiatrist podcast and um it'll all be remote i will not have either one of them with me <laughs> um robert robert yes. robert robert i'm robert. here i'm with Do you guys you by any chance have anything you were wanting to talk about yeah you know what i mean and i'm gonna throw you guys a curveball i uh picked a new topic just five seconds ago so well i expect nothing less uh, because you guys might have heard, well, you can maybe hear it now. There's a train going by my house. I can hear um, it. And I wanted to ask you guys what what your favorite method of transportation was and why. Oh, good one. Um, Michael, take it away. <laughs> oh, my good God. What a question. Or like um, if you dream about a specific mode of transportation. And what do you like about it? <laughs> a jetpack yeah i have so ground. 
what do you what do you consider transportation any sort of like high speed travel or we got cars we got trains i'm we talking got boats, we got planes exactly trains planes automobiles even uh freaking wheelies trains planes okay. tomatoes potatoes okay i was gonna say so like does this go when all the started way started it like that i was like i can't not do that uh does it go all the way down to like skateboards and stuff? But you said yeah. wheelies, oh, so, absolutely, yeah, okay. yeah anything, scooter, skateboard, um, rollerblades, um, oh man, ice skating, anything wow. that involves movement. Oh my goodness! Um, okay. Can I have it separated? Yeah, go for it. By like long distances and short distances, any way you want it, man. Yeah, uh, I like planes a lot. I think they're pretty dope. Um, my first time riding on a plane was literally like maybe two years ago oh really so i'm very yeah i was very new to it it wasn't like something that i grew up with we drove everywhere as kids like you know good old baby i was the baby of the family so shoved in the middle back seat of the van type in between siblings like that's what that was my childhood and then so flying for work uh a couple years ago going to california for the like my first time flying was freaking awesome and i really enjoyed it and it became like a thing like i flew more and more with work and it was good i enjoyed it like get it it's kind of a rush you know like when you're going when you're going up and especially if you hit turbulence it's kind of a little yeah. wacky i wish that there like there's some cool things either way trains are cool too i just think the flying like man somebody was just like i'm gonna go up there and then we went up there, and now it's a, regu- and it's a regular did. form. They died, but we did it again, and we did it right. Yeah, yeah, and then it became a regular form of transportation, which is really cool. I do think it'd be really cool. There's thing bullet trains are trying to come here and go like the same pace as planes, and like go like they're trying to put something in between uh, KC and Colorado, but I don't oh. know if that's gonna happen or not. But I think that'd be cool to see because you know Japan's crazy with the trains. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like Japan. If I could go, if somebody wants to sponsor my trip, <laughs> I'll give you my Venmo. No psychiatrists or uh, serial killers. Though. We do not. Yeah, take, I don't know. Do I don't take donations from those people. Involve ourselves in any sort of uh, financial interactions. <laughs> Michael's with, uh, just making sure or covering our butts. <laughs> serial killers. Um, everyone else is fine though. Um, you know, I've got to agree with planes. Um, I've not had the opportunity to. Uh, travel in many different forms but uh planes to me are um they they, i think they just make trips feel special um no matter what you're flying for um just because at least for me um i i rarely get to travel by plane um but i've been i've traveled by plane many times and it's a very uh relaxing experience for the majority of it but the beginning and end are exciting you know what i mean Hmm. um whereas Mm -hmm. Packing yourself into a car just kind of feels like it's uh, uh, it's uh, sort of tedious from beginning to end. Um, I've never been a, f- a fan of driving or anything like that. So anyone who knows me, this should be no surprise to you. But yeah, yeah I, I'd say there's also something really serene and peaceful about planes. At least when you're a passenger in one, you go up in a plane, you get to look out and see the world from a different view, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder what the pilot's thinking. Oh, yeah, I must be. <laughs> I, I can tell you, stressed. my dad's a pilot. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's Is thinking, your dad biased? Oh, my God. He's thinking, hey, that cloud looks cool. 
<laughs> is that it? Is that what it boils down I'm to? I'm going to hit it. Yeah, sorry. Oh. I was gonna, I'll, I'll, you guys keep going. I didn't add my second part, but go. I So since I mentioned the pilot dad thing, I actually, I used to love flying, but now I like driving more. Um, mostly because it just, for me, especially driving from like Indiana to Missouri, it's just very flat, very straight, and I can maintain my speed basically the whole way. And I could buzz through a bunch of different podcasts, listen mm-hmm. to a bunch of different music that I haven't listened to in a while, take an opportunity to explore some stuff on Spotify. Um, it just feels like, I don't know, it just kind of feels like my peacetime a little bit. Um, it, planes don't feel like that anymore. Planes feel stressful for me, man. <laughs> like, oh wow, yeah. I, I used don't to know. love I've them, never had that. and it's like nowadays I'm going up, and I'm like, uh, I just start thinking, and I'm like, man, I, I know that the chances of this thing going down are like one in like a trillion, but <laughs> I just don't like the thought. I guess maybe it's like a, a control thing. I like being in control of the car. I love driving. So it's like, you know, if there's an accident, it's my fault. And I can accept yeah. that. But if there's like an accident on the plane, it's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember your car sliding into the ditch when it was really snowy that one time? I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. My dad had to help get us out. Yeah. Robert used to drive all of us around. We were hood around. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I, don't, like, I, I like driving. So yeah, when I had the Suburban. That. And it's just like we pack mm-hmm. a bunch of people in the car and go somewhere. And I don't know, it's just fun conversation on the road. I get to see a bunch of stuff. Like I'm yeah. a very visual person. Um, mm-hmm. From the plane, it's cool for a while. But once you get above the clouds, it's like you can't really see anything but clouds. Yeah, the quilt that is below us that is known yeah. in the United <laughs> States isn't there anymore. But Have you flown overseas? I've never flown overseas. Wait, who's that to? You. Oh, yeah. anybody, anybody who's flown overseas, apparently, I don't care. I've flown overseas uh, about a dozen times. Is it just a lot of blue? It, it's like terrifying when you go over the ocean, man. Um, I've done both the Atlantic and Pacific, and the Pacific is scarier because you're over it for much longer. Mm-hmm. And it's cool for a while during the daytime. If there's no clouds, you see it. And it's just this, it's this really cool aquamarine color. I thought it'd be like a lot darker mm. and you're just flying along and it's, it's pretty peaceful. Um, but then it's like, <laughs> if this thing goes down, <laughs> Oh yeah. Where, where are we going? I'm going swimming. That's where we're going. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like, if you go over the Atlantic, the shark's going to be my best friend. Yeah. Go. If you go over the Atlantic, you're a lot closer to land. Cause you fly up towards Canada and then up towards like, Greenland and Iceland. And then there's like only, a small stretch where it's just water mm-hmm. and that's kind of cool. Cause you can see like icebergs sometimes. Yeah. Um, see you like mention all this cool stuff doing flying. I'm just like, all I see when I'm driving are trees, hills. Well, unless you go to like Colorado, then you're like, man, that mountain, that mountain is right over this city. Yeah. Like, we're like in the mountains. I um, think if I could, um, just objectively pl- prove Robert wrong here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> go for it wrong i'm ready um so i i, I want to go back to what i said about perspective and um driving you're just sort of bound to 
um, a perspective that you've held for most of your life. And it is a little different. You know, you're moving at high speeds, you're taking in these sites and things um, a lot quicker um, at a different pace. But flying gives you views that you can really only get by flying, at least like if you by being physically there. Um, so, you know, I guess if you just hate cool things, then maybe driving's your thing. <laughs> you just hate your life. I mean, enjoy driving. By all means. <laughs> I didn't say it, but the long, the hardest thing I think is like the time, like you cut down on time when you're flying versus like the drives, man, 12 hour, 12 hour drives suck. The, uh, I really enjoyed for a short distance. I really enjoyed like on boats and canoes and stuff like that. Um, just because of how like how peaceful they are, I think, and just like how they feel. Like I don't know. I mean, I'm really outdoorsy. I don't know if everybody's that way, but being on the water, especially if it's clear water, you get me on like a nice like thing where I can see the bottom. It's oh yeah. yeah. I don't really think anything can beat that. I take back my comment on planes being my favorite. I think boat travel is superior. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, Fairweather fan, Fairweather fan, everybody. <laughs> you see him out here with, with Chiefs gear on and or Royals or wherever. It's fly. He doesn't even know sports. I love sports. Sports ball. Ask me any sports question. I'll be able to answer it. Who's Michael Phelps? So anyway, boats, right? <laughs> like, I really love Michael boats. Phelps is not a boat. You're wrong. I didn't say he was. I could talk about him all day. Ask me any question about Michael Phelps. That's who you are. So (laughs) what kind of boats are are we talking about here? Because I think just I don't get to go out on boats often. I've been on a cruise ship. Um, But But not like a kayak or a canoe. Oh, dude. A kayak is that's my thing. I love it. Kayaks and canoes are like the same for me. I love them both equally. So we're all boat shells. Is basically the <laughs> well, if it, if it came to short distance, I would actually go ice skating. I can't ice skate <laughs> on the water <laughs> while it's while it's liquid, dude. Frozen ice skating on a lake on a frozen lake that's like dude, frozen. We perfectly. Went, we played hockey with your dad's phone. That's right on, on the lake, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> I can't believe you would say that you'd be in a plane and be like, oh, this could go down at any minute. But then you go ice skating on lakes. <laughs> the safety Again, precautions are out the window. This it's guy. like personal <laughs> responsibility. If it's, if it's like if I'm in charge of my destiny, then I feel I can take risks. But if I'm not, I'm like, no, sir. Fascinating. My destiny. <laughs> All right, Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, um, oh, yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, they're just good. Everything's honestly, I'm garbage at ice skating, but I enjoy it. But I also sweat a lot because of how bad I am. At it. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed reviews. I can't ice skate no matter how hard I try, and I find we just need Robert... to get you a sled. <laughs> I don't oh. think that's how it works. <laughs> Sledding is very fun. So is skiing. I would is love this to traveling? Ski. Is this traveling? Yes. Any sort of movement is <laughs> traveling. Yeah, so we had long distance movement. Now it's short distance movement. Like, what's your favorite type of short distance movement? Dog sledding. Oh, <laughs> dude. Wow. So John just activated the cheat code. 
Well, actually, John and I did this thing for Boy Scouts. I don't know if you did. You do the 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 dog sled thing where we we had like it was us pulling it. I think so. I think I remember that we had to make the sleds. I thought too. Yeah, we made a sled, and it was like instead of dogs pulling the sled, it was humans. <laughs> like it was the, it was our scout troop. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, oh my gosh. What a time. Pack mules we were. So Robert's favorite uh, form of travel is dog sledding, but when he's the dogs. Um, <laughs> uh, through my mane. Well, I, I was actually small enough back then that they put me on the sled. So I got oh, yeah, lucky. He, he's oh, a wee babe. Look at you. I was a chubby boy. You think you're special <laughs> because you're not pulling the sled? <laughs> Truly unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, is there any other? I don't know. I think that's about as far as I'd go. What do you mean, as far as you'd go? <laughs> I don't Well, because a lot of it gets into, like, what's sporty, you know? Like, I don't know. Sporty stuff is kind of like, does it really go anywhere? Like, you have water skiing mm. or whatever, and you're like, is, is that really travel? Mm. It's just a sport. Like, it's just an activity at that point. Why don't you give me I, – I feel like you can name more reasons uh, for why skiing isn't – or is travel than isn't travel. But you seem to be well-read on the subject, so go ahead. You think that you could, let's say, like argue that wa- like water skiing is or just skiing in general? Because I could see like skiing like going down a mountain. Like here I am moving my whole family across to the west, and it's in the middle of winter. And I got my pack and everything that we own. I'm going to ski down this mountain to see what is ahead. That makes sense. Me and the boys going out on a boat and water skiing around a lake isn't necessarily going anywhere. We don't really have a start and stop to the destination. Uh, we're just back out there like throwing back some cold boys and, you know, whatever. It's Stark yeah. contrast of frat boy party versus Oregon Trail. Like, <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> John, I don't want to die of dysentery on a lake. <laughs> <laughs> really, or just scurvy. drawing lines wherever you see fit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, where I'm saying is basically the start and stop of the thing. Like, do you have a a start and then you have an end? That's kind of what I'm putting down there. How about? Your favorite method of short form entertainment based transportation. <laughs> there, yeah, okay. Okay. Fishing. If I could pull myself. What? <laughs> if it's a really big fish and you've got really strong line. Yeah, yeah. Fishing. You know, if I had skis on my feet and I could like just hook one, that'd be pretty neat. Take me before spin there, magic carp, and he's so, just like flop flop. So not only are we debating that skiing isn't travel, we have created new forms of travel in this <laughs> podcast. Dude, <laughs> there's so many things we need to try. How dare you say water skiing isn't travel and then say fishing is travel? <laughs> <laughs> you monster. No, it's not. It, well, you said short distance. I, that's what if it didn't have to have a start and stop. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm just doing whatever I want now. Let the imagination roll, baby. 
Yeah, I can see that. I can hear that. Oh, jeez. Um, can you feel it? No. Because if you can see it and hear it, but you can't feel it, is it real? Um. Whoa. Probably. But it's fine. <laughs> um, there you go. Well, I think once we started talking about how important fishing is to the travel industry, we kind of lost sight of uh, all that's important to our lives. Um, so, <laughs> not true. You saying fishing is not important? Um, I have not picked up bla- a rod in years. Blasphemy. Not I picked up Pokemon. I, I fished um, two, three days ago for wow. the first time in oh. years. Um, in Indiana? In Indiana, yeah. And uh, I caught one fish, and That's all you I need, loved baby. it. I fished one. for like two hours, and I only caught one fish. <laughs> that, one, that one fish had a lot on his back. He was it's, carrying the weight of a lot of emotional things for you. And you know, he, he was. He found his way to that lure and was like, you know, I got to help my buddy Michael out. I just got to make his day a little, make it a little brighter. That's something special, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they think about that stuff. You don't know. Fishing is special. Um, I <laughs> want to add that I also almost got attacked by a family of geese <laughs> while I was fishing. That'll happen. Um, and it was entirely my fault. They, they were a family. They had a nest, and I was on their turf. And uh, I just got a little too close, but You're it's okay. A home wrecker. I, yeah, I am a home wrecker. But we finally <laughs> realized that uh, uh, you know maybe maybe I should leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, they are like the meanest animal. Oh yeah, they were hissing at me. They were absolutely livid. Yeah, they will. They're not afraid. They will attack the hell out of you. Listen, listen, what when? Nani. I think we got to wrap this up. I'm gonna be honest. I think we got to wrap it up. Uh, you know, you you listeners at home won't be able to realize this uh, because of the magic that goes behind the scenes of Joe Miro, but we definitely had severe technical difficulties. <laughs> and... Stage hands made it work, though. We shout did. Out to the, shout we... out to the stage hands. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the stagehands. Joey is uh, traveling, but he's also working in the background, helping Joe Miro stay afloat. But you know, I things got a little a little dicey, and I think we're gonna call it. This has actually been the sick cast this week. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're all dying in our own ways. I died last week, and I'm back from the grave. Oh, um, wow. Robert is currently dead, and John is in the process of dying. Yeah, you know, you guys have really brightened my day, though. I'm feeling a hell of a lot better. Well, that's good. Good. That's good. That's yeah. good. That makes me happy. Um, I'm also happy to end your happiness now uh, by saying <laughs> this has been the Joe Miro Ooh. podcast. And Joe Miro. Joe Miro. And, you know, you people just got introduced to John. John, if people want to keep up to date with what you're doing, where should they be? Where should they be? At home. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> you heard it here first. What do you want? <laughs> what more do you want, folks? If you want to keep up to date with John or Joan, you just need to be at home. Robert, where should they keep up with you at? 
I'm gonna plug something different this time. Oh my goodness! Um, I'm gonna plug something. All you guys out there that uh, are feeling kind of businessy, I want you to hit me up on LinkedIn. Let's connect. <laughs> Omegle, actually, yeah, you know, you can whatever. do Omegle too. There's yeah, uh, Omegle. That's like the the other professional side of my life, but the the, <laughs> the main professional side would be uh, LinkedIn.com/slash in slash Bobbert Adams. You'll find me. Let's uh, let's talk about some uh, potential acquisitions, mergers, um, <laughs> some potential synergy, synergy. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. All right. Well, all relevant links will be available in the description <laughs> box of this, uh, this <laughs> whatever your favorite audio listening format is, or platform, rather. Um, until next time, this has been the SitCast Joe Miro episode four, kind of. Uh, we'll see you next time. Joe Miro. Jamiro. Jamiro.